ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂ ಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಿದ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಡಿಸ್ಕಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಜೀವ ಆಂಡ್ ಈಶ್ವರ ದಟ್ ಹಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಹಸ್ ಬಿನ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಆನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಹಸ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟುಡ್ ವೆರಿ ಕ್ಲಿಯರ್ಲಿ ಆಂಡ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ದಿ ಆಪರೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಶಬ್ದ ಪ್ರಮಾಣ ದಿ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಆಫ್ ವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಎ ಯೂಸ್ಲೆಸ್ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ ಟು ಆಸ್ಕ್ ಹೌ ಡು ವಿ ನೋ ಆಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ದಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ ಸೆಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಪ್ರೂಫ್ ನೋ ಬಟ್ ಹೌ ಕೆನ್ ಐ ಟೆಸ್ಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಯು ಕಾಂಟ್ ಟೆಸ್ಟ್ ಇಟ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ನೋ ನೀಡ್ ಟು ಟೆಸ್ಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಲೈಕ್ ವಾಟ್ ಯು ಹಿಯರ್ ದೆನ್ ಯು ಡೋಂಟ್ ಟ್ರೈ ಟು ಟೆಸ್ಟ್ ಇಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಯುವರ್ ಐಸ್ ಡಿಡ್ ಐ ಹಿಯರ್ ಪ್ರಾಪರ್ಲಿ ಲೆಟ್ ಮಿ ಗೋ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಅ ಲುಕ್ ದ ಐಸ್ ಆರ್ ನಾಟ್ ಯೂಸ್ಫುಲ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ವೈ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ನಾಟ್ ಯು ನೋ ದೇ ಆರ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಯೂಸ್ಫುಲ್ ಟು ರಿವೀಲ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಆಂಡ್ ಕಲರ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಯೂಸ್ಫುಲ್ ಫಾರ್ ಯು ಕಾಂಟ್ ಯೂಸ್ ದಿ ಐಸ್ ಟು ಹಿಯರ್ ಸಿಮಿಲರ್ಲಿ you to to understand the oneness between jiva and ishvara we have to rely on the shruti as a pair of eyes that is what it is it's a pair of eyes the same thing that is promised to arjuna in the 11th chapter divyam dadami te chakshuhu i'm going to give you a separate pair of eyes and you know you can uh with which you can see me and this is exactly what this is this is another pair of eyes because the ones that we have are are only good for dvaita <laughs> so the shruti itself here in mantra number 5 when it says purusha samyah immediately we have to see that we have to see that as a means of knowledge and so the difference between jiva and ishvara is on the level of ignorance in other words jiva is controlled by atma avidya and anatma avidya also but we are most interested in what we can remove which is self ignorance so the jiva is what blessed with and controlled by self ignorance what about ishvara ishvara controls maya ha that same maya which is all knowledge for ishvara and it is controlled by ishvara you know it is uh, that same maya you know manifests in the jiva as avidya why because there is a clamoring for individuality why because there is desire which came first desire or avidya then we can be here forever because we can either discuss this question or the other famous question which came first what tree or seed ha ah, chicken or egg this is a this is a question which you know which you can keep on talking and and the person who says tree came first they will have a lot of things in their in support of their argument 
and the person who says seed come first came first will have a lot of uh, you know points in defense of their arguments but really it's an infinite regress and so too you know this whether desire came first and that is and in trying to uh, and because there is a desire there is avidya of atma or whether avidya came first but then you can't say avidya came first with a straight face because avidya did not come oh it didn't come no that's why it is anadi it was there so we are you know so it was there and so there that's why in the in the shastra we say technically if you want to be you know splitting hairs technically avidya is anadi so you can't say it came first it was there and it becomes a convenient drop backdrop to where uh, all the desires are printed in block print ha uh, so avidya is is there it's already there so did the desire produce avidya are i'm telling you avidya is not produced it is there no that that means if it's not produced then it can never come to an end no that's not true you know when you wake up in the morning fog is there and then what and then the sun comes out and the fog goes so like this the avidya doesn't come but it goes and so avidya is there why because avidya is the underbelly of maya which is all knowledge and so maya means duality maya means manifestations so therefore so the what is the what is the opposite of knowledge the opposite of knowledge is ignorance ignorance is not lack of knowledge you see in sanskrit we have uh, many different kinds of uh, negation so vidya which is now uh, the word for knowledge when you say when you negate it and put that particle a avidya that's a negative particle then what happens to that the negative particle has a uh, meaning and the negative particle means no vidya that's what it means but then no vidya means so many things in the day to day life when we talk about negating something alabanam bhojanam what is this you called me for lunch the person says and none of the dishes have salt <laughs> how can the person who cooked I have forgotten salt uh, you know in all the dishes not possible so that's what 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 do we say we say that it is you know less salt yeah alparthe so the negation here is alparthe and another classic example please don't give me you go to somebody your friend's house and you say please don't give me ice cream what will you have you know just don't bring me ice cream what does that mean <laughs> bring me something else correct ha huh? only thing is i'm only particular of what i don't want and what i won't have is ice cream and but you can bring me anything else that you want anyarthe so the negative here no ice cream you know an ice cream anaya bring not ice don't bring ice cream means bring anything else other than ice cream 
So when you say alavanam bhojanam, when the, the what kind of a cooking have you done? You haven't put salt, but really speaking, there is less salt. There is salt, but it's not sufficient. So alparthe alpa, in the sense of insufficiency and the second one is anyarthe in the sense of something else so when you negate something just don't bring that bring something else you know and then so alparthe and uh, you know then the other one is abhavarthe a lack of so there is abhava meaning there is uh, there is abhava of water, there is no water, so there is a, you know, there is lack of water. Not that there is less water, there is just no water here. So it's a negation, you know, in that sense, absence of water, you know, abhavarthe. Uh, like khe pushpaha, you know, a flower coming, in, growing in the sky. <laughs> Abhava. So that doesn't exist. Correct? And then what? And then finally we have Virodharthe. Meaning opposite. Yeah. So this Atma Ajnanam has to be understood from the sense of that which is opposite to Atma Jnanam. So the Jiva suffers not because there is less knowledge, not because there is a, something other than knowledge, not because there is an absence of knowledge. This is very important. This is seems a small, you know, what is should it's like a, a, a parsing some hairs, splitting hairs, but it's not. This is something that has to be understood. It's not, these out of these four kinds of negation. When you say avidya, especially when you refer to self-ignorance. So what is ignorance? Ignorance is not other than knowledge. I, I have self-ignorance. What do you mean you have self-ignorance? I know a lot of things, but I, I don't know the self. That's not what it means, you know. Uh, then does it mean like uh, the, 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 there is no salt in the food? There is no, uh, the, the, no self-knowledge? <laughs> there is avidya? No, you know, I have lack of self-knowledge. You can't, you can't know 50% of Brahman, you know, 50% of battery can be charged and you can see certain, you know, the, where the battery is in, in the tablet or the smartphone, you can see that the battery is 50%, half of it is green color, the other half is empty, you know. But not so with Brahma Vidya because it's impartite, it is whole and it is the knowledge of you as the whole. So there is no possibility of part. So you cannot say I have less Atma Jnanam than the other person. Why? Because the other person studied with a better teacher and they have more Atma Jnanam and I am more of a Jnani in this and you are less of a Jnani. No. Jnani is Jnani. Ajnani is Ajnani. Simple. You can't have less and more. Correct? Yeah. So, the, the, that second kind of negation is also crossed out for in terms of this, you know, in terms of the word avidya. When you take the derivation of avidya, you have to find out what kind of a negation it is indicating. So, it is not less knowledge. I have knowledge, but it's a little less. No. And it's not absence of knowledge either. 
because absence of knowledge means it it has a very you know it has certain we have to look at these connotations less knowledge means what brahman is full of parts then the, that you know that is against goes against the shruti other than knowledge means what else is there other than knowledge you know if there is you know if there is uh, uh, if if it's all pragnana ghana it's all knowledge this is what we've been talking about flower is flower knowledge is there's nothing other than knowledge so avidya cannot indicate something other than knowledge because there's nothing other than knowledge okay and then no what about knowledge of objects it is included it is included knowledge of subject you know uh, we make the distinction knowledge of objects and knowledge of subjects they are related because knowledge of objects is necessary you know is a prerequisite for the knowledge of the subject because knowledge of the subject atma vidya needs grammar if you don't have grammar how are you going to understand tatvam asi if you don't have you know language if you don't have some ability to you know make some inferences and uh, you know decide for yourself which kinds of things to you know uh, which kinds of things to let go of all that is you know viveka vairagya all this is knowledge of objects so the knowledge of objects aparavidya is very much related to paravidya in fact the two are the same but we make the distinction because aparavidya comes on its own knowledge of objects one has on its own and it drops object ignorance uh, we discussed this uh, day before yesterday mother ignorance goes for a child which is 9 months old not for a child which is 2 months old a 2 month old child doesn't know mother father but if you meet the same child 5 6 months later it mother ignorance has dropped father ignorance has dropped this is my you know uh, this is my house house ignorance has dropped all these these are my people all that those ignorances have gone and they continue to go but we make the distinction because aparavidya object knowledge drops you know sorry apara uh, vidya apara avidya object ignorance drops on its own but self ignorance you have to make a choice ha ah, that's why we make the difference there is a relation that's why in the mundaka upanishad there it is said dvevidye veditavye two kinds of knowledges must be known paracha aparacha so the knowledge of the subject is important is crucial for throwing away the shackles of samsara and the knowledge of objects is something that happens if you live in society and if you are you know if one is not raised by wolves even if one is raised by wolves certain things one knows so this way you know we have to find out when you say a jiva is under the grip of avidya what kind of avidya is it what is this avidya so it's not you know absence of knowledge it's you know because if it's absence of knowledge it has some other connotations because we we are now in the third uh, kind of negation the first one was less knowledge and the second one was something other than knowledge and then finally the third one is what you know absence of knowledge okay so now you have abs you have avidya what is avidya you as a jiva has avidya what kind of avidya you have absence of self knowledge 
and so you go to the guru who drills a hole over here and pours in <laughs> pours in the knowledge correct and then you are full of atmagyanam before zero atmagyanam then full of atmagyanam what's wrong with this there is nothing wrong with this one may argue but this is this has certain connotations this is also dangerous why because if there is absence of knowledge now if something is absent now and you are cognizing its absence and then it comes in the form of presence that presence listen carefully that presence which was absent before cannot be limitless because that which was absent before is subject to becoming absent later on understood or do you want me to repeat that understood okay good yeah got it very nice so you know this is uh, this is what it is so we have to see the connotations of what we are saying because if something is absent now now it is absent and now it is present means it is not <laughs> timeless because if avidya was there before and then it is replaced by what vidya <laughs> because avidya was there vidya was absent because the a stands for absence a for absence in the avidya so avidya was there before then now it is replaced by what vidya and then later on what is that going to become avidya again it is it is technically possible and so secondly this what is the status of this vidya which is replaced by avidya which you know if vidya replaces avidya if knowledge replaces ignorance because knowledge is the absence of ignorance you know it sounds wonderful but it is wrong it is really it it does a big ghata aghata aghata means it is a it's a big, it does a big uh, this service to this vision of advaita so really speaking it cannot be absence of knowledge but because we have to really understand carefully the connotations of this choice number 3 what is this uh, you know avidya as absence if avidya is absence of uh, you know uh, absence of knowledge then what then we have a problem because that knowledge which can be absent before can be absent later on as well then what then it is no longer oneness then it is no longer timeless then there is anirmoksha prasangaha <laughs> anirmoksha prasangaha is a fallacy the fallacy of no moksha possible why is there no moksha possible no moksha is possible moksha is not possible because of the fact that you know that they you know as soon as you get moksha then you are subject to samsara again then you get moksha again then you are subject to samsara again and then you know there is no point in studying there's no point in uh, and then the shastra becomes nishphala the shastra becomes useless think just out of the wrong understanding of one single not even a word a syllable uh. <laughs> so because of this look at all the connotations the shastra becomes nishphala and if the shastra nishphala means purposeless 
So this and the gurus are all out of a job. <laughs> all the Vedanta teachers are out of a job because who will come? You know, already there are so few people, dwindling number of people we have, you know, who are uh, somehow uh, interested in this knowledge due to some, some grace. And then what? And then you tell the person that uh, this is absence of knowledge. And if they're able to add two and two together, they will see, you know, uh, the, uh, ignorance is absence of knowledge. And now knowledge is going to come. Ignorance is going to go. Then ignorance is going to come. Knowledge is going to go. What is this? This is not some kind of a, you know, revolving door of the mind. And uh, so the person who can put uh, who, two and two together, will we'll say, what is the use of studying the Shastra that does not make me draw, you know, drop samsara? And some teachers will say, yeah, that's why you have to keep repeatedly studying it. No, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. So then we have to take the last possible meaning, the option of the word avidya. And what is that? You know, virodharthe. It is opposite of Vidya. Ah. Now, now, how is that so great? Why is that so great compared to all these other things? Because here, the Shastra does not become useless and Moksha is a possibility. Because, you know, Avidya is opposed to Vidya. And when Vidya comes, Avidya goes, Avidya is not produced. Yeah, because if it's absent and then present, then there is a production. It's not produced. It is there because of a mistaken understanding of what? Of the, of the uh, self. That mistake is removed and that removal of the mistake is called Vidya, Atma Vidya. Yes. You know, so really speaking, the Shastra operates in two ways. Because of this particular understanding that that the self-knowledge is opposed to self-ignorance, that's why the Shastra operates in two ways. One, it removes ignorance. It removes ignorance. Visharati avasthadayati, it removes the self-ignorance. How? By showing what you are not. So that's why we have neti, 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 vakyas. Vakyas means uh, sentences. It is not this. And even here in this mantra we have those kinds of vakya. What are those vakyas? You know, here are the, you know, even in mantras 4 and 5, if we look, we have those kinds of vakyas. You know, then uh, where is that? Uh, yeah, no, in 5 itself. So, agrahyaha, adrishyaha. So, this is a technical, you know, this is a technical uh, negation here. Agrahyaha, not able to, not able to grasp, not an object. Adrishyaha, not able to, uh, you know, not able to uh, be an object of sight. And then we saw earlier also nirmanaha, nirmanaha without a mind, ati indriyaha, nirmanaha, all these things, you know, this is, these are all words that, that operate 
these are the vakyas that operate you know neti neti na iti not like this 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 meaning you are it's it's clearing out the wrong understandings i want to see brahman i want to experience brahman i want to objectify brahman no 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 you can't because it is you oh then what is it sukshmah now there are positive vakyas you know that affirm what i want to be and what one already senses about oneself sukshmah anantah sthirah shashvatah all from mantras 4 and 5 shantah you have seen all this that which is unchanging which is in the form of you know absence of all kinds of disturbances this is this is you this is the you that you really want to be and you are shown that you are already that and all the things that you thought you were the you that you didn't want to be is removed through the neti neti statements so this is how this is how the shastra operates and it operates in this manner because self ignorance is opposed to self knowledge it is there you know the relationship between self knowledge and self ignorance is like light and darkness you know if we really asked a question what is darkness forget the light what is darkness you will not have it now sir think about it this is discussed in brahma sutra what is darkness ah absence of light it's not the absence of light the darkness is that which is opposed to light because even a little bit of light dispels the darkness you can no longer say the room is dark even if there is a little phone charging somewhere or a computer and you see a little bit of red or green light somewhere it is it, it the darkness has already been dispelled yeah so what is this darkness that is there on as long as the sun doesn't rise this is a very interesting question you know as long as the sun doesn't rise it is there and as as soon as the sun rises or a lamp but you know we we should stick to the shastrik example as soon as the sun rises darkness disappears yeah so where is this darkness wherever there is no sun <laughs> so you know wherever there is no sun there is darkness so where is what is this thing called night oh night is that which is very dark where you can't see anything so close your eyes now you can't see anything is it night <laughs> you know this is what baby krishna did you know there is a beautiful uh, you know set of verses on the life of uh, lord krishna and some of, and many of it are is devoted to his antics as a baby krishna karnamritam and uh, there you know baby krishna says to the mother dehi chashakam give me a cup mom and mom says why do you need a cup you know you know patum payah i i want to drink milk i want the cup in order to drink milk and she says there is no milk now the cows are sleeping it is afternoon so when will the milk come milk will come when it is night 
when what is night when everything is dark and you can't see anything <laughs> and then you know she is busy doing some work mother yashoda and again he says give me the cup what i just told you you know it is milk there is no milk now why do you need a cup and he, and she looks at her child and baby krishna has his eyes tightly closed and his you know fat little hands outstretched asking for the the, the cup to drink milk and he says you said darkness is that when <laughs> there is nothing to see and now i have now that i have closed my eyes uh, it's all dark i can't see anything so it must be night give me the cup <laughs> you know very beautiful but it illustrates this whole you know thing it's not absence of light it is opposed to light darkness is that which is totally opposed to light in fact there is no such thing as darkness ha ah, even in our vyavaharik reality in our day to day reality there is no darkness where is the darkness what darkness you know you can see that darkness is just a superimposition yeah it's a superimposition it's it's a superimposition upon light when the light withdraws or something like that there is darkness but that doesn't mean it's a absence of light it's a very, it's a small uh, you know difference and we have to carefully look at it it's opposed to light yeah so therefore you know there is no such thing as darkness darkness is mithya and that's why we want this definition of avidya atma avidya the fourth negation which is oppositional that which is opposed to atma vidya because then only many things can be established first we establish avidya as mithya as a dependent reality just like darkness is a dependent reality ha huh? as long as the light is not there it enjoys a certain status yeah darkness is dependent upon light ha huh? in a negative way it's interesting and so therefore as long as this ahankara rides on uh, you know uh, this uh, rides on this individuality powered by avidya it, it separates itself and then it suffers the jiva suffers and as long as this is removed when this is removed by knowledge you know this avidya is shown as mithya and avidya cannot reap come back this is very important the second thing the second reason to define avidya in this manner is is to show that it cannot and does not come back it cannot come back how can it come back where is it to come back where is the you know it's just like when you know the meaning of a word you know it cannot come back is the ignorance of that particular word cannot come back so similarly atma ignorance when it's gone it cannot come back now but what about dementia dementia just robs one unfortunately of the ability to for for the mind to shine what one knows it does not negate what one knows this is very important ha ah. that's why i keep saying this is not based on memory this is not about memory this is something that is you 
and you know so the avidya has to go in order to uh, when you understand this the avidya has to go that's why we say it is opposite and so this is this is what is meant you know by the the the, the jiva and ishvara being uh, separated only by avidya because that avidya goes through these two, through these two kinds of operations of the shastra the first one removing of what is wrong and the second one of reaffirming what is there what is the truth of oneself brahma gamayati that is the meaning of the word upanishad brahma gamayati it takes you to brahman leads you to brahman how which is yourself by those affirming statements so there are negating statements neti neti but you can't stop there you also need affirming statements like sthirah shantah chidananda roopah all right this shivah we you know we have so many things so the shastra operates in this particular manner so the suffering jiva the one who is full of you know pain and sorrow is is due to this separation and the separation is as though self ignorant the factor that separates is also as though and ishwaratva the ishwaraness is also as though jivaness is also as though so yesterday somebody asked you know oh um, you know i uh, do does the jiva also does ishvara also have to understand this <laughs> that there is no separation between myself and jiva ishvara doesn't have to understand this why because ishvara is all knowledge uninhibited knowledge why nirmanaha vishti we've seen this in detail does it have a the 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 constricting factor of the mind is not there for this knowledge to shine through it's not it's all knowledge without the need for the mind the mind for the jiva becomes a constriction where the knowledge is is shining through a small <laughs> aperture ha ah, as though as though because the body mind is mithya and so really speaking ishvara is not ignorant of itself ishvara is not ignorant of this thing called jiva ishvara is all knowledge so ishvara doesn't need vedanta education and and to be told you know tatvamasi no jiva needs that so this operation of the pramana is for who ishvara or jiva it is for jiva why because only to remove the suffering the pain the sorrow and samsara that is how you know that is how this this whole thing is very very important to understand and then what you know let us go to now mantra number 5 with with this background so buddhi purvam ihaiva amshena vartate amsha here must not be taken you know gleefully as as many of the uh, vishishta advaitins the qualified dualists will take it like it's a part uh, that this purusha this bhagavan this ishvara you know ihaiva vartate is is manifest on this earth part by part amsha no amsha here means a, a small causal presence when in between cycles of creation bhagavan is in the form of a tiny causal presence how just like you are in sleep 
your awareness retreats to a tiny causal presence you know and there is just no knowledge of object and the knowledge of subject is also as though subject to suspension it is suspended you don't know anything else is there you don't even know you are there because if you know you are there that means that there is already a certain duality if you know you exist sleep is the experience of non duality really it's only cognized later in the waking state because even to cognize sleep there is a duality that is needed the cognizer and the cognized but that is also not there so just like in samadhi in the meditation when there is that when the dhyata dhyanam dhyaya you know when this, the 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 dhyata the the meditator uh, you know starts to chant the mantra and there is a certain oneness with the mantra the mantra automatically drops and then there is just that oneness the meditators doesn't you know is not a, and as soon as the meditator is aware of the oneness the oneness definitely ceases to be as soon as you say aha what a lovely oneness that oneness goes but then what is this oneness that comes and goes in sleep and meditation <laughs> that is the experiential oneness really that's why brahman is not an experience if you try to experience it as an experience it will be finite so here what we are talking about is something more than that something beyond that something much much you know much much more uh, revolutionary than experiencing moksha quote unquote for 10 minutes in meditation or for 10 hours in sleep that is not that obviously that doesn't drop samsara because even the most avid and accomplished meditator you know is still subject to sadness is still subject to anger when as even in the meditation is subject to anger because somebody rang the doorbell during this oneness samadhi experience and then what happened the person got very angry why did you disturb my oneness so you see so this is not moksha so this is what this is an experience of that oneness which is already oneself ha just like when you become one with ice cream same thing happens when you become one with ice cream or an object of desire there is a certain oneness produced when you become one with you know what you know some some item that you love to eat or when you have a day without any argument with the spouse with a significant other you are one in everything that you decide you there is all oneness everywhere and you know you 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 are of the same mind you are of the same intentions no argument and that also is very anandadayaka that gives a lot of happiness why because it happens rarely no because that oneness is what one is striving for but this is what is called an experience of that oneness and we are seeing this in the weekend classes this this experienced oneness is not based on the object of the experience it is in fact the it is in fact standing on the nature of the subject itself that i think it is connected to the object is my mistake 
is a mistake on part of the experiencer to think that there is some object with which I have to become one, whether it's mantra, sweet, or an, uh, another, you know, some wonderful item for eating, or another person, I have to merge into this person, I have to merge into this object in order to uh, give, gain that oneness. No. That merging can only happen because it's already, it's, uh, it's everything is already one. So the merging is like a, you know, like a contact high, but that contact, you know, is not even needed. That is the thing. That is Atmajnanam where that oneness, you know, transcends the, the felt, experienced duality. Duality doesn't have to resolve. Talking of a non-duality that is not opposed to duality. This is very interesting. So even though we say Atma Avidya is opposed to Atma Vidya, you know, we are talking here of Atma Vidya as well, again, I'm going to get a little technical today, so bear with me. We are talking of Atma Vidya in the form of the operation of the Pramana as Vritti Jnanam. Yeah. So we are talking of the operation of the Pramana where the wrong Vrittis or the wrong mindset is removed and the right mindset is indicated through Lakshyartha Vakyas through the Vakyas that indicate the nature of the Self, Siraha, Shantaha, Satyaha, Satyam, Jnanam, Anantam, etc. So, but once that understanding is there of oneself, that Vritti is useless. That Vritti Jnanam is just like a, you know, that, that is like a missile that, uh, you know, that, that, that breaks down the wall between Ishvara and Jiva. That is what it is. Once that missile is activated, you know, it breaks down the wall and its purpose is complete. Now that there is no wall, you don't need the Shastra, the operation of the Pramana ceases for the person who, who has gained the Shastra knowledge and who has internalized it because the operation of the Pramana is, is there for the person who needs this, you know. And so what? So now that this knowledge is there, this knowledge is, is, is oneself. And what is that oneself? That oneself is that I which is, which is large enough to accommodate duality, to accommodate ignorance, that I. Ah, this is what the thing, this is what we mean by Atma is not opposed to ignorance, but Vritti Jnanam is opposed to ignorance. We have to make this distinction here. Vritti Jnanam means the operation of the Pramana, the, the teaching of the Shastra is opposed to, uh, you know, self-ignorance. That is how it can operate. But the teaching of the Shastra happens in duality or non-duality. It cannot happen in non-duality because where is Guru, where is Shishya, where is Shastra? There is, there is nobody there. That's why one has to be incarnated in the human body to receive the Shastra. And one person I catch hold of, make them sit down and then put a label on them, put a post-it on their head. What is that? Guru. And then I put a post-it on my own head, you know, Shishya. And then I put a post-it on a, on a book and call it Shastra. And then I tell the, the one with the label called Guru, teach me. Teach me what? That I am non-separate from you. 
I'm non-separate from Bhagavan, I'm non-separate from everything. Teach me that. And that teaching is very interesting because, the, you know, that teaching does not produce oneness. It, you know, it, the oneness is already there. It dispels the ignorance around the oneness through the operation of a missile, you can say, or a missile called the pramana. And that has to happen in a, in a duality. And that duality, you know, that it has to happen in that kind of a, um, what should I say, As, uh, it happens in an as though duality setting where the, you know, shishya approaches the guru, the guru teaches. And the guru's words go inside the shishya's head and then what? Dispel the ignorance. And that ignorance is opposed to those words. And then when the shishya understands, I am atma, and then what? That oneness is <laughs> accommodates even the ignorance. There is nothing to fight. There is nothing to go against. There is nothing to, you know, reproduce. There is nothing to stop. There is nothing to do. That oneness is what one experiences in sleep, in merging with an object of love, in, in, in merging with a person that one loves. That is the oneness that one experiences. But so this oneness is already there, you know, and that oneness which is already there is, is, is not an experience. It is experienced all the time. It has to be understood that this, I don't have to work so hard to remove the duality because duality is what? Ishvara Srishti. Yeah. I don't have to remove Ishvara Srishti in order to enjoy oneness. So I don't have to call up Ishvara. Yo, Ishvara, you know, I think we need pralaya. <laughs> oh, you need, a, you need a dissolution of the universe? Yes. Why? Because I'm troubled by duality and I, I want Atma Jnanam and Atma Jnanam is not coming. And so I think uh, we need to resolve this duality. And then you can imagine this conversation. So the Ishvara asked this Jiva, so once the duality is gone, what is your plan? No, I want to just enjoy the non-duality. The fact that you want to enjoy it, you will not be there to enjoy it, Ishvara will point out. Ah, you will not be there to enjoy it. This kind of an enjoyment, which is contingent upon subject-object, is all that one knows and is all that one is trying to reproduce. Therefore, one uh, ends up endlessly reproducing the finite. This is what one's problem is. Endlessly reproducing the finite. And instead of understanding oneself as infinite. This is a very sad problem. <laughs> very, very sad problem. And so therefore, the, the you know, Atma Jnanam is, is, is what? Is, is, uh, is all, all pervasive. And it is, it is there when one understands. It's not just coming and going in sleep and samadhi. And so what is this? The, what is the experience of a Jnani? Well, we are not interested in experience. <laughs> Okay, okay. Then I should put the question differently. If uh, if one is a jnani, how does one, you know, enjoy non-duality? One enjoys 
one does not enjoy non-duality one enjoys oneself this is what was indicated in the previous mantra go back there you know in the in the third line of mantra number four which we have seen in detail it's in its own glory it is unaffected by duality we don't have to drop the duality except cognitively so you quote-unquote transcend the duality how by understanding that you are none other than Bhagavan after dropping the the the, the jivatvam after dropping the cloak of ignorance and after seeing that Bhagavan is shrouded in a in a cloak of power and in a cloak of you know what should I say in a cloak of uh, all knowledge all power that's okay but if you see through that and you see, you reveal Bhagavan as Satchidananda and once your cloak of ignorance is gone, you are Satchid, you were already Satchidananda. So you can see through the various trappings of Ishvara hood and Jiva hood. Jiva and Ishvara are one, the only thing that is to remove in this operation of the Mahavakya the here indicated by the words Purusha Samyaha is to remove the the, the, that, the, the hood that's all you remove the hood uh, and then what then you see there is no jiva there is only Ishvara and that happens to be you and so the duality is not just accommodated it is transcended duality is unopposed to this understanding to living this understanding one lives in the uh, seeing the truth of, of this jagat this is very very important to understand so you know the, the, and elsewhere in the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad it is says and in the Chandogya Upanishad it is said uh, you know the word Bhuma is used who is this Bhuma what is this Bhuma you know and a very simple definition is given Sanat Kumara one of the direct disciples of Lord Dakshinamurti you know, is approached by Narada, the very famous sage, who is, who is, you know, who's all ready for this knowledge. Very famous, knows a lot, but doesn't know Atma Vidya. And so he approaches the teacher, and the teacher teaches in a very unique way. And he says, you need to know Bhuma, Bhuman, just like Atman, it declines as Atma. So the first case is, you know, the nominative singular is Bhuma. So you need to know Bhuma. What is this Bhuma? Asks Narada. Yad Alpam Tad Martyam That is the answer. Tanna Bhuma So the Bhuma is first uh, the definition is given by negation as we just talked about. Yad Alpam Tan Martyam Tanna Bhuma So whatever is small is finite. Martyam means subject to death. That is not Bhuma. So then what is Bhuma? You know, oh, so anything that is finite is non-Bhuma. So whatever is in the Jagat, non-Bhuma. Time, non-Bhuma. Space, non-Bhuma. And uh, you know, this so many objects that I see, non-Bhuma, 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 non-Bhuma. And what is this Bhuma? So, so that one doesn't take 
so that narada doesn't go away thinking bhuma is yet one more object to to know the teacher very ingeniously gives the definition of bhuma indicates the definition of bhuma positively after negating what it is not the teacher sanat kumara says yad na anyat pashyati na anyat chrinoti na anyat vijanati sabhuma this is very interesting definition where one doesn't hear anything uh, other than oneself where one doesn't see anything other than oneself where one doesn't know anything other than oneself he or she is bhuma you see that the 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 positive definition includes the one that is seeking the definition includes the seeker this is that thing because then the duality doesn't have you don't have to fight with the duality duality is there it is all you or you say everything is ishvara this is what it is whatever you see bhagavan whatever you you know you wherever you go bhagavan and or you can say whatever you see is you whatever you interact with is an extension of you first we bring in bhagavan because you know it's too much to say it's all me and which me the ahankara then then we have another problem but so when until the me uh, the ahankara is firmly uh, until it is not firmly walked over to the side of ishvara as long as it still has some jeeva ness lal that is here and this brings us to the sentence from the initial the opening line ईशावास्यम इदम सर्वम इदगम सर्वम यत्किञ्चिज्जगत्याम जगत ऑल दैट इज हियर इज परवेड परवेडेड बाय भगवान यत्किञ्चित अस्ति व्हाटएवर इज देयर इन दिस जगत ईशा ईशेन आच्छादितम इज इज परवेडेड बाय ईश्वरा मीनिंग देयर इज नॉट अ सिंगल स्पॉट व्हिच ईश्वरा हैज मिस्ड Ah, like people do when they are painting a room, and then they say, "Oh, I missed that spot over there," you know, and then they go back and go like this. No, <laughs> this is what the whole thing is, and so this has to be properly, very, very properly understood. This isha vasya midam sarvam, and that is what you know. Uh, that is what the whole. Uh, knowledge is about is seeing everything as ishvara and you know starting with one's own thoughts you know that is what we we say you know as a meditation ishvara is everything as a practice of this you know as a karma yoga practice you know as preparing for this knowledge ishvara is everything bhagavan is everything it is already bhagavan but look upon it as bhagavan look upon everything as bhagavan and so this hankering after a oneness experience is is a very insistent pitfall and until one gets out of that pitfall one cannot progress in this knowledge and so the progress in this knowledge is to see that neither the experience by itself is brahman nor the experiencer alone is brahman nor the process or the means of uh, knowledge which led to that experience is brahman brahman is neither the experiencer nor the object of experience nor the means of experience the karana 
then what is brahman brahman is that which manifests as the experience manifests as the experience and manifests as the means of experience while being neither the experiencer nor the experienced nor the means of experiencing that is what the understanding is and this is very easy to you know this is very easy to contemplate upon how you know because in every in every experience there is something that is common and there is something that is you know vilakshana separate so the object of thought or the object of experience differs let's say now the person had some ice cream and then was still you know uh, looking for something else to eat and then went and ate some other you know some ball of sweet laddu <laughs> ball of calories and then what and then went and had you know something else after that let us say had another round object which is sweet which is what gulab jamun and then what in all these three you know what is what is different the object of ingestion is different first it was ice cream then it was some laddu then it was gulab jamun but what is the same thing it the experience the the content of the experiencer is the same the same subject is interacting with various objects ha the same subject is interacting with various objects and so what what are we talking about here the, the that subject is free of all objects that is that oneness and it is it is it is something to know something to know that one already is and that is what you know is is is, is what is uh, said here suktasya buddhi purvam vibhodam vibodhaha evam iti so this intentionality of bhagavan to create this universe is as it is as is comparable to the person who decided to wake up at a particular time and of course a decision was made before going to sleep and so then uh, you know atha atha yoha khalu vava etasya amshaha ayam etasya amshaha ayam amshaha again means uh, the truth of this being is bhagavan and then yah chetam achah and so this so this bhagavan which is all knowledge of self effulgent conscious being amshah means reflected in the mind of the person it looks like it's an amsha it looks like it's a part because the mind is tiny and so it's like putting a tiny pot of water under the sunlight but still and then you put a big pot of water both of them are reflecting the whole sun it's not that the tiny pot is reflecting one little piece one quarter of the sun like a little portion of the pizza no both of them are reflecting the whole sun it's just a tiny little aperture so therefore it is called amsha it looks like an amsha but it's not an amsha chetam achah pratipurushah pratipurushah means first one is what purusha samyah sarvan purayati pratipurushah means that same purusha is reflected in the mind ha ah. and this again you know because really speaking there is no way of 
um, because of the limitations of the language and uh, there is no way of expressing the whole you know because one is already the whole and if one is trying to explain that one is creating a certain duality even without wanting it so there are we are constrained to use you know imperfect um, examples so here there are only two ways in the shastra of explaining this purusha which is sarvan purayati as being the same as that purusha which is purishete which is sleeping in the little fortress of the body mind sense complex so the sarvan purayati that which fills up everything bhagavan is one and the same as this how to explain that how to explain the the obvious question how did this purusha become that purusha of course the the immediate answer is there was no becoming okay if there was no becoming uh, the, then what what do you say there was just manifestation all right you are just splitting hairs how did that purusha which is bhagavan which is all knowledge you know you know manifest as this purusha the one that is already always crying how did this happen well you know it didn't really happen it's all as though and to understand this as though there are two kinds of vadas vadas means a certain um, explanation so uh, philosophies or ways of uh, looking at it so there are two vadas one is called pratibimba vada a theory of quote unquote reflected consciousness so the consciousness is reflected in the individual uh, set up get up body mind sense complex like even the sun the whole sun is reflected in a tiny pot of water or many pots of water simultaneously you keep 20 pots of water you will see 20 suns but really there is only one sun and so similarly there are so many jivas and this one consciousness which is reflected in all these things but then you know this is a, this is a, uh, this is also subject to some problems because then you say that okay what is what about the medium of reflection what is the medium of reflection here it's a pot and there in in terms of the human being it's the mind the mind is the medium of reflection the pot is a medium of reflection and so what are we talking about here you know this the, the, what is is the mind real or unreal is the mind mithya or you know is is the reflection mithya yes the reflection is just a analogy then the mind becomes satyam it could in this particular pratibimba vada because you need a mind if the mind is also going away where is the reflection taking place there are some problems but we it's it's a fine uh, analogy but again um, no matter what vada you use there will be problems the second vada is the vada of uh, what is that called the, the manifestation vada avacheda vada so pratibimba vada and avacheda vada avacheda means it has entered a particular form it has taken on a particular form the same thing is in a particular form so like uh, the example that we use is pot uh, not uh, water pot and sun but pot and clay in the first one water pot and sun that is the classic example so it is the theory of reflected consciousness and the other one is the theory of what is that you know the the consciousness that has entered into various 
forms it has transformed as though into various forms again here you have to put a lot of ifs and buts and qualifications to understand this these are just little helps you know little um, things that we uh, see in the process uh, that you know that in in the process we see uh, of gaining this knowledge certain things certain analogies that can help us to internalize this and so what is that you know here uh, clearly when you say pratipurushaha the uh, the word pratipurushaha line number 4 of mantra 5 um, pratipurushaha we are talking of the theory of reflected consciousness so this consciousness this awareness that is whole is as it were we have to say as though as though reflected in the individual but that uh, and the individual is blessed by this awareness and the individual is nothing but this awareness and what is this purusha another word beautiful word kshetragnya yeah kshetragnya very beautiful and uh, you know the one kshetra kshetram janati iti kshetragnya the one who knows kshetra and what is kshetra the field what kind of a field we are talking about the jagat is a field for whom so bhagavan is having a field day by manifesting this jagat and then with all its you know with all its field doesn't mean just earth it means earth water sky everything starting with the five elements starting with everything starting with every body every mind every sense is the field and i told you yesterday it's a uneven field it's a playing field it's a playing field for all the jeevas to have some experiences of what experiences of various things to experience the the things in the universe and so the universe itself is a field for whom and for whom the field is what so the so that we don't think bhagavan has become the field because everything is pervaded by ishvara the field is non separate from bhagavan but who is bhagavan you know kshetragnya kshetragyam chaapi maam vidhi sarva kshetreshu bharata क्षेत्र क्षेत्र क्षेत्रज्ञानोवर्मोरो and uh, we will look into it uh, a, a little more so i am the knower of the field bhagavan says and then what the one who knows the field and the knower of the field is indeed a gnani is one with me and that mantra we will take up uh, uh, the bhagavad gita man uh, verse we will take up tomorrow uh, to shed light on this one and then go from here. om purnamadav purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate पूर्णस्यपूर्णमादायपूर्णमेवावशिष्यते ओम शांति 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 हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम